Fully alkaline. Oh, just ingested some water. I'm trying to be at maximum brain percentage efficiency by liquidating that baby I call my brain matter. Do raisinets help lift your brain? Did you hear me eating raisinets today? I saw you eating something, and I assumed it was raisinets. No, I had some cashews from the bedroom that I keep. Cashews for me. I got bedroom cashews. Yeah, cashews from the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I got a uh, a bag of bed cashews, I call them. Actually, they used to be in my work bag, and then I changed to that little laptop thing, and the, the cashews could not fit. So when you're taking a break from honk shoeing, you are cashewing. <laughs> yep. Honk shoo. Shoo. I don't snore, do I? Rarely. Uh, you always did a little bit, Is but it not. it was not bad. Because before I started snoring, I'd have to wake you up every once in a while. And then I got fat. You, t- <laughs> you took over the snoring position. I did. Is it, With does flying it, colors, I might have. Does it still bother you a lot? No, I don't think I even hear it. I haven't heard it in a long time. That's good. What if you're getting better? There's no way. Do you feel it in your throat still when you wake up? Every day. Hmm. Oh, sleep apnea Michelle refuses to get the new mask. I wouldn't wear that fucking thing either. It's atrociously uncomfortable. I wouldn't wear it either. I would do everything else to get rid of the sleep apnea. Surgeries, anything. Well, I tried to do the mouthpiece in Oregon, and it would fall out of my mouth, and you'd wake me up. And it mm. hurt my teeth yeah, I remember so you were, much. Wake my up jaws. Like, oh, because it was like pushing your jaw forward, wasn't it? Yeah, and that was the whole thing. Is you're supposed to when you're fitting it, you're supposed to move your jaw forward a little bit because that will create space <sighs> in your throat. Yeah, it does. It does. Mm-hmm. We both just did it. It does. Just put your jaw, lower jaw down, because fo- you can't push your forward upper jaw. just a tiny bit. But it was just enough. That it wasn't lined up. Hey, mister, when I put out my lower lip like this, I feel like alcoholic Dave Keckner. Okay, well, hold that for eight to nine hours while you're sleeping. And uh, it's very painful when you wake up. That's oh, the... yeah, David Keckner got arrested again. <laughs> again, that's two DUIs, right? Yeah, within six months. Six months. And it's funny because he, he's always taken stuff on the chin, the comments on Instagram. Mm-hmm. When people say stuff. He'll like people's comments when they're like, uh, don't drink and drive, blah, blah, blah. And then he did it again. And he fucking did it again. Oh, my God. Dave Keckner, you're in a place where there's Ubers, I'm sure. Just get the goddamn Uber. He also seems like one of those guys who are like, I'm good. Yeah, or he might be one of those guys who's like, I like to drink and drive. I don't know about that. <laughs> I assume soon after getting in trouble for drinking and driving, he's not going to say that he enjoys it. Well, now you now you wonder, oh, is there a problem? Is he just always drinking? Probably. Mm. Whammy! Whammy! All right, so welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. <laughs> I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And we are here to review something this week that, what uh, we do. that I am actually providing, because it's my week for us to review a Michelle thing. Woo! 
And I'll go ahead and get straight into this. Oh, uh, we're going for it. We're on a whole new world of we're just getting this shit done. <laughs> yay. yay! I prefer the faster episodes. I think it makes it pop easier. Ooh, fewer lulls. Fewer lulls. It makes my brain work faster, I think, because I'm like... Pushing yourself? Yes. Yeah. Instead of just being like, we got three hours to sit back. Oh, man. If I can get this bitch down to an hour and a half each episode, beautiful. If the episodes are two hours and we are funny and on the whole time, then I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But (laughs) let's be real. There's some times where we're just like, we have to do this. (laughs) Sorry. And we're not comedians. No, we really would love to be, (laughs) but we're not. (laughs) We're not. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I gave Sam the self-titled The White Stripes album from 1999. totally did. So I will say first and foremost, I know that this is a question earlier, so I'll just skip it uh, at the end of the episode. I've been wanting to give you a White Stripes album for a while. I specifically chose the first one because it has a grittier sound to it and a rougher recording style and it's like grungier sounding so that's that's why i chose it let's go ahead and start with the first song jimmy the exploder is this actually the first album i thought they had that album out before this and still had that i fell in love with a girl no that was two albums later really mm-hmm. i don't know what i'm talking about i believe that's the case all sorts of reverb on here. This is the amount of reverb on an album that I call the John Waters sound. Yeah, so this was 1999. Uh, Day Still, I believe is how it's pronounced, came out 2000. I would pronounce that Day Stigil. White Blood Cells, which is Fell in Love with the Girl, was 2001. Gotcha. Then 2002, <laughs> they put out an album. Like, they were pumping music out like crazy. And then it stopped. <laughs> no, they did a. Uh, they did Get Behind Me, Satan, and Icky Thumb. I, I more meant that it stopped abruptly. I didn't mean it stopped after that album. From what I read, that, like, even for Jack White, Meg White came up and was like, hey, I'm pretty sure this is the last White Stripe show. Just like, what? <laughs> oh, really? I wasn't sure exactly how it happened, but I knew that it was abrupt. Like, they had 13, 11 or 13 more dates on this tour, and Meg White was getting real bad anxiety and panic, or I don't know if it was panic attack. It said acute anxiety before shows due to, like, short rehearsal times before tours and stuff like that. And I guess she's very shy anyway. She is, and what I read is that, I mean, I may say I mean too much. Jack White was a musician who played multiple instruments, including the drums. He had been a drummer. Yeah. And they had met. She was a waitress. And they dated for a while, for like a couple years. And then she decided to learn the drums. So this is something that she was not as proficient in by the time that they even started. I think it's interesting you said learn the drums, because the way I read it was she just sat down and started hitting them. And then Jack White went... Holy fucking shit, this is the sound I've been looking for the whole goddamn time. It's because I think you could get, like... I've never really liked Meg White until I actually listened to this thing, and I was like, okay, I see the appeal. If you're trying to make simple, down-to-earth, rock-and-roll blues, she's actually perfect, because she's not trying to be fancy. It's almost a version of ACDC. The drummer's just going, "I, I could probably play better, but why would I? It doesn't service the song. It's also very much a Jack White vehicle. 
You think this White Stripes in general? Oh, yeah. He's always had so much more uh, hands-on everything. Yeah. All Meg usually does is drums and sometimes sings. Sings. Yeah. And that's it. And he plays multiple instruments. He well, writes sure all the songs. All the songs. <laughs> yeah, he does write the songs. Uh, there are quite a few uh, covers on this, which I was surprised. Oh, I didn't know any of them were covers. About, um, yeah, let's uh, move on to the first cover, actually. Okay. Stop Breaking Down. This song was written by Robert Johnson. Really? So you did mention this is definitely has like a... A little bit of like, I think Jack White's singing style is very kind of punky. Like his, he's always just like, I don't give a fuck. I sound bad. He's always abrasive sounding. I was gonna say he's going for a, a sharpness yeah. in his vocals. So that with rock and blues, I think that that. Uh... Oh yeah, I didn't even realize that was there. All that mess on the table. <laughs> uh, it distracted me. My eyes just went straight I saw for you it. look at it, and then I picked it up. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. My eyes just went to it. I we're was like, what is a, happening? For the listeners, we're talking about a microphone cover that is gigantic. It's enormous. Um, but you, I think that works for his voice and his style, because it, it is odd and unusual, but it is it's something I think that they do really well. It's one of those deals where I think a guy went like this. This is what I sound like. Instead of me trying to sound like what's supposed to be, you know, pretty or might be successful, I'm going to lean into it fucking hard. But he also gets away with a lot of vocal effects on each of the... I think there's maybe one song, maybe two, where these effects are turned off and you can actually hear his actual vocal tone because there's a lot of reverb. There's a lot of distortion they're putting on here. Yeah. It's got this... Kind of thing going on all the time. Yeah. Which I don't mind. I like it when people do that. Like, Hank 3 does that a lot. Uh, fuck every metal vocalist puts distortion on their voice. I don't care who you are. You did it. Uh, you're not You're not making all that tone with your voice. Scott Weiland literally used a megaphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right. I loved that when he did that, because that was, it was like a peek behind how you got that tone. I wonder if that's... It's like the telephone sound. Which is why not... I've been making fun of Jack White all week. Just going. <laughs> and I figured out that if you do Cliff Tucker, this voice, and you just cut distortion on it, you can get to Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I do want to hear a snippet, because I have not listened to it yet, of Stop Breaking Down Blues by Robert Johnson. Go for it. Robert I probably Johnson heard is, this. Robert Johnson's always so, like... Stripped and listen to the vocal tone. It's very similar to Jack White, except this distortion is because that's as good as the microphone was. <laughs> I think Jack White still sound. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic! I'm gonna go ahead and give that a like, Ski. Oh yeah, I I haven't listened to Robert Johnson in a long time, but there was a, a few handful of months there that I was listening to a lot of Robert Johnson. Because it's like the beginning of music. Not music, but like beginning of like well, recorded true music. Delta blues where like it makes every, influences every pop genre from then on out. Plus the man sold a soul to the devil. Delta blues is also just fantastic in general. F- fingers were gigantic. If you ever see pictures of Robert Johnson, his hands were like twice the size of mine. Which I've, means you know what else was twice the size of mine. I've dreamt of times. Robert Johnson's fingers. 
<laughs> I have not. That's not true. Let's uh, move along to the one and only single from this album, The Big Three Killed My Baby. I love the little... Uh... Piano. Yeah, that's Do you Jack. think that's a piano? I thought that was the top of a guitar. I, I don't know. I did read that Jack also plays the piano on this album. Oh, yeah. So. I, I could hear it a few times. But on the above the what they call the nut, on the top of the guitar between that and the tuning pegs, you can play it up there and it makes that sound. Oh, okay. Perhaps that was the case. Or you, you can would do know the opposite and you go down to the bridge where it goes to the bridge into the saddles and you can go... <laughs> Isn't that a lower sound, though? It would be, but the st- strings are still so short there, they're going to be high. Mm, that makes sense. Kill my baby! I love this song. I like this song, I've too. I've always really liked this song. Because um, I knew this album more as as songs. I always listened to White Stripes more as songs. Like a mix? Yeah, but I f- originally did own that... Uh, White Blood Cells album that had Fell in Love with a Girl. Okay. Because I loved, and like Dead Leaves on the Dirty Ground was on that as well. I don't know if you know what that is. I assume you don't. I mean, I know what literal Dead Leaves on the Dirty Ground are, but no, I don't know the song. Uh, I've always enjoyed the White Stripes thoroughly, and it was a Nicholas and Bobby liked, especially Nicholas, I feel, was a big White Stripes fan early on. So it, it pulled me more into like this album and that day still well i think the white stripes fits into that still pop world but you're still being like alternative in a way it's kind of like i mean i never fell into this world but uh what's that one band i always complain about that other people like you liked them too Uh, fuck i don't always complain about them i just had their name in my head and i lost it so now i'm saying absolutely nothing indie band they were like an indie band. They were real big there for a oh, while. Oh, Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse. Yeah. They were popular, but like it seemed like the kids who liked it were still a little weird and weren't like the popular kids. It was the case with everything else that people who liked Modest Mouse would say that they liked everything that came out before their big album. So they'd oh. be like, do you like... Which this? Modest Mouse do you like? Yeah, and it would be that. What was the big hit that they had? Float On. And that one? All right. Already all float on. Yeah. I watched some Goat Boy earlier today. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Crazy Jim Brewer. Crazy Jim Brewer. That guy could have been a way cooler guy later in life. <laughs> he just turned into one of those like ultra conspiracy nut guys who yeah. just swim on nut bar. He's still funny, but he's is he? I actually kind of watched some of his stand-up recently, and really, it's just noises. Really? <laughs> That's what it is. I feel like I saw something within the last handful of years that I thought was funny, right. but I don't know. I saw the Goat Boy stuff because I found out about this show that was a spinoff of Home Improvement that was going to star Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer called Buddies. Now, they made eight episodes of the show called Buddies. but How be- is it a spinoff? Because... Dave, they wanted a vehicle for Dave Chappelle. They already had home improvement. And they were like, hey, we're going to put Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer in this home improvement episode where, uh, what's his name in home improvement? I'm sorry. Uh, Richard Karn? No, not the sexy one. The other guy. Oh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim Taylor. Yeah, Tim Taylor. He brings them down into the, from the audience to talk about their girlfriends. And they complain about their girlfriends on TV. And then they get in trouble and blah, 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 blah. Then they made a spinoff. But they canned Jim Brewer and replaced him before 
uh, they actually filmed anything. So there's eight episodes of the show called Buddies that's known as the show Dave Chappelle doesn't want you to see. Wow. It's just a regular-ass sitcom. Was this before Half-Baked? Well. It was before Half-Baked. So this is how he and Jim Brewer became friends, I assume? Yeah, because I guess they had great chemistry on Home Improvement, and they had great chemistry, but for some reason the studio didn't want Jim Brewer. So they said no, and then made episode, eight episodes of this terrible show. Because he's not Starring very- also Richard Roundtree, and if you don't know who Richard Roundtree, he played a little guy known as Shift! you damn right. A little guy known as Shaft? No. That a was guy a bad a, way to word that. He's a bad mother. Shaft. I thought you were going to say shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> but I'm talking about Shaft. You can dig it. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next song, Susie Lee. Let's do it. This album in general has a whole same aesthetic throughout it the whole time. And... I try not to complain about it. You did initially. I know. You said something well, here's about how it. I stopped complaining about it. I went, yeah, so it's just about every album you like, Sam. Well, I'll, most albums have a sound. It's true, but I think I expect the White Stripes to like really go in more places. I would expect that out of Jack White. I would not expect that out of first album White Stripes. I like that. I like that way to look at it. Because I like that one Jack White song that came out recently. I think we listened to it with Kent. Do you like any White Stripes songs? You probably only know Seven Nation Army, though, that you can think I knew of. That other one I fell in love with a girl. Uh, what's the song where they're like in the city in that music video and they keep putting drum sets as they go? No, oh, I don't remember. I knew that song because I thought the video was fucking wild and like so low, low-fi. Mm-hmm. But then I really like read into it. It's like, yeah, but they had to buy like eighty fucking drum sets. So it still wasn't cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I like the White Stripes. The White Stripes has always been one of those bands where, because I'm so, like, and especially younger, anti, like, mainstream, that uh, it was one of those bands that I would go, well, I don't really like it. But if you like that over some other stuff, fantastic. This is actually a guy playing some instruments and stuff like that. That. But I did have a thing about Meg White for a long time. I fell into that, and now I don't like that I fell into it. But in the well, it was like a thing in the drummer world, wasn't it? Or I, like in the metal world? It, it would it definitely would have been in the metal world. I remember one of our mutual friends back in the day specifically saying that she hated Meg White and thought she sucked. Because, <laughs> but she, she but doesn't suck. She's doing exactly what is needed. So I've come around and like, because I probably thought that like you could do a lot more. Because at that time, in my mind, more is better. But with music like this, it's not necessary. And it's not. I, you know, that's a mindset I was in that I'm not in it anymore, and I'm glad I'm not in it. So like now I can listen to her, and I'm like, she doesn't suck. She's not offbeat. She's mm-hmm. playing the drums. She doesn't technically suck. She's just not doing a million things, mm-hmm. and that's good. It would ruin most of these songs if someone came in and was like, <laughs> yeah, that's not the vibe of what Jack wants. And Jack, not at that time. And Jack was a drummer, so he yeah. was able to make her just do, I assume, whatever he wanted. So I, that's why I think that or this I bet was, it was essentially his refreshing. baby. I bet it was refreshing. Like, probably going through drummer after drummer and almost seeing the same drum. It's different guys, but you're hearing the same drummer over and over again. And then your wife just sits down and she just plays it and you go, oh my God. This is what I've been waiting for. We can go on the road. It doesn't have to be hard. Like, <laughs> you mean a sister? Sure. 
That's so. I don't Fuck know why. My sister. <laughs> I don't know why they chose to to do that to say that they were brother and sister. I don't know, but I read that by, they got divorced in 2000, and I guess guess 2000 is like. And then they continued. When they're really starting to take off, like be huge, so. Because he was just like, I guess we're done, and she was like, No, I want to still be a band. Oh really? I didn't read about what the divorce was about or how it went. I didn't down see. Or... I didn't see anything like that. It, but it was. They're very private about stuff, man. You can barely find out some stuff. Very private. When they were together, they never did separate interviews. They always were just like a team. I don't know. They were just. They had a crafted image. Oh, you very crafted image. Did you? Uh, f- I read that. So he's got uh, Jack White's got a. Uh, what's the record company does? Oh fuck. Like Third Man Records, I believe it's called. Okay. Oh, yeah, because they love the number three, I guess. Oh, do well. they? Yeah, because they love... Because it's halfway to the devil? Well, well no, <laughs> I don't know, but I, Meg White loves peppermints. So that's yeah. what their whole aesthetic came from of the the, the red, red and the, the white. white. Yeah. And then also black. Yeah. I read that he had a refurnishing company where he took old furniture and said, "Your the motto was called, Your Furniture Isn't Dead Yet. And it was called Third Man Refurnishings. Interesting. And uh, he said we we had yellow uniforms, yellow and black uniforms, yellow and black van, yellow and black clipboard. So even in his furnishing company, he's always been like specific. We are color driven because even this new stuff, it's all blues. Mm-hmm. So he's always just been like this aesthetic. We will fit this thing even down to he said, I think we failed because we were weren't getting a lot of business because people thought I was unprofessional by handing them invoices written in crayon. But it was like his thing. Like, I'm being kitschy. This is, we're the company that uses crayon to write invoices. But to adults, it was like, why are you giving me shit in crayon? Yeah, that is very (laughs) weird. He's definitely an artist. He thinks like an artist. It's all about creating something. That's why I technically like him. He's one of those Dave Grohl dudes for me. Like, I want to like your music so much more than I do because I like you so much. I've got friends like that that I've played with on the road. (laughs) I like you a lot. I really wish I liked your band. (laughs) Poor them. Let's move along to the next song. Sugar Never Tasted So Good. I like this song. You know why? No. Because water never tasted good to me either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess that I never thought about it like that. This song is literally the reason I put a Facebook post up the other day about how How water needs to get its shit together and tastes like Coca Cola. (laughs) That's I was like, yeah, you're right. Water didn't taste good. Although, when you're hot and you need water, it does fucking taste good. Yeah, because you're literally replenishing 60% of what is in your body. But when I want Coke, fuck water. Uh, well, you just need to alternate. Uh, okay, it works. A backdoor on all of these songs, too. It helped me that we played a Jack White song, or was it a White Stripe song? I don't know. A White Stripe song. It was song. a White Stripe song? No, we played Death Letter, which is actually a uh, ho- Sunhouse song. What's this, this song, or this album, was dedicated to Sunhouse. I don't know what that is. Is that a band? No, he's a an old uh, blues guitarist. Really? I've never heard of this guy named Sunhouse. Really? I, I feel like you have. There's a song by him I used to listen to. Huh. He was a Delta Blues singer. It's it's hard to know all those Delta Blues guys. Muddy Waters, Wild Stone Wolf. 
Jerry the Rigger. I'm going to look up Sunhouse because oh, I know Sun Ra. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's who I know, Sun Ra. But I've heard of Sunhouse because I'm probably because of Death Letter. But yeah, we have done. I feel weird now. Should I talk about this? What? Go because for it. Because I said Jerry the Rigger and we were talking about Delta Blues and I met like a guy who rigs things up. But I think that could almost sit right next to another word. I think it obviously sits right next to another word. <laughs> yeah. Especially so coming out of your mouth. I really kind of went a little silent there and felt weird. And I thought, I'm on a podcast. I should talk about it and just say, that's not what I was trying to do. Now, this is exactly the space that you have to <laughs> clear <laughs> things over. Because you're not doing that publicly. You're just talking about how... Water needs to be more like Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> or your poops. Uh, or Oliver the Rock and Roll Cat, who's right on the other side of that camera. Scowling. Um, I was going to say that my back door to a lot of these songs is because we played that one, and I imagine playing these songs would be a lot more fun for me than listening to them, which is the blues in general for me. I appreciate the blues. I like the blues. But it gets dull after a while. But I can play it for fucking hours. I completely agree that blues does get dull after a while. That's why I have always really liked musicians that are influenced by blues and have blues in their music. Mm -hmm. Blues rock. Yeah. Things like, like that has always been very enjoyable to me because I feel like it gives so much more energy to blues music. Absolutely. All of my leads in Corpuside, every solo I ever made in Corpuside was based in the blues. And written in a blues scale. Because so, you're a sad boy. Because I'm one of those guitarists that never learned past the pentatonic blues scale. My guitar players out there know what I'm saying. We were also... Mediumly skilled. <laughs> we were also taught the 12-bar blues and had to make a 12-bar blues song uh, yeah. in middle school. <laughs> I can't tell you how grateful. And I think we've probably... I, I'm we talked about sure we talked about it, but I am so grateful for having a teacher who came in and modernized music for us as, I, as music things class, was happening. Yeah, because it could have been stuck in. No, yeah, absolutely. Instead, we got like guitars and like cool gourd vibraphone stuff. We had keyboards that plugged into computers and we were able. At a time when that was like very expensive, I'm sure. I can't believe they had that. Yeah, that was like 1999 yeah. when we were doing that. That's That was fantastic. That's early to get digital for a whole music class. Mm -hmm. But on a lot of times Ooh. we were maybe pairing up. But yeah, the whole class we'd walk in and it would just be keyboards and computers. Like full-size keyboards, Yeah, too. we'd sit at our keyboard computer desk, essentially. Oh, it was great. Like, this thing that you use for the soundboard, you know, this is like 60 bucks now. So they, they could have gotten this now and make a whole digital station, and be relatively a lot cheaper. Then, full-size keyboards that plug into a computer had to be very expensive. I will toot the horn of this town, even though I think that Indiana sucks balls. I think that there has been some sort of a progressive nature in this town uh, almost forever, even though yeah. it's also not a progressive area, and a lot of people around here are very conservative. But as far as, like, technology and education and, like, this town... And we are going to a Pride event today. 
Yeah, this and t- for this little town in Indiana, that's a big fucking deal. Now, we might see protesters. I don't think we are. I don't think we will. There's a slight chance. But we'll see what happens. I couldn't believe it'd be fucking wild if someone did that here. Because everyone knows everyone, too. So you'd be like, fucking Jerry was over there holding a dumb sign that said gays are going to hell. I also <laughs> feel like they're going to be Jerry the Rigger a from earlier. lot <laughs> of just people like us who are just allies, who we're not gay or bi or we're not a part of the lgbtq plus blah blah blah, whatever it is because they've added like a's and things i don't know it's it's a lot for me i don't know being straight and white pretty sure i'm gay i got hugged in a gay bar pretty sure i'm gay Uh, and when we go today there's got to be gay cooties everywhere i'm gonna end up walking out gay there's got to be (laughs) i just want to support the fact that this small town is doing something like that I, i i think that it's it's, neat. it's important to be inclusive, and this town has always tried to, I think, be better, which is why a lot of times people are like, oh, if you're from that town, if you're from Batesville, you think you're better than everyone. Until you talk to the one out of the five people, and then they are horrible people. <laughs> well, I can tell you very much so that even though I, I complained about this town when I was a kid, I am so grateful that I grew up in this town and not surrounding and not towns. not the surrounding towns. 100%. So if that makes me be like, yeah, I'm, I'm better than you, I don't think I'm better than you, but I think this town is better than your town. I think we grew up with better opportunities. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the next song. Yeah, wasting we're better my than time. you. <laughs> I'm wasting my time. I'm gonna do it again. Okay. Cliff Tucker! Cliff Tucker! I am Jack White! Jack <laughs> Which, I, I need to remember albums like this and singers like this because I get caught up in the I'm not sounding good enough. And what I'm happiest with my work is when I say, fuck that, I'm me. And it's hard, it's still hard for me to find my voice. It's not with a guitar or a drums. I've known that voice for years. That's my style. It's how I play. You can tell it's me playing. Voice, I'm still not fucking there. And I'm still uncomfortable. So I need to listen to guys like this who don't care and will get weird sounding and go, yeah, that's me. Fuck off. Because then you make the good stuff. And those are the guys I like the most anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I've always enjoyed, even though I'm someone who typically prefers cleaner vocals, Mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoy what Jack White does. I like that he'll screech. I like that he'll do what he needs to do because it sounds right. It sounds that you have the emotion, and he maybe can't hit notes unless he's screeching. I I was doing the same thing. Like... If I was going to sing like this, I'd have to do Like, I could do weird voices and get to those notes. I can't do that normally. That was pretty flat in a lot of places, though, so you weren't hitting notes. Flat? I'm not singing anything. I know. I'm just... <laughs> you go fuck yourself. I'm just saying it was a little pitchy. Yeah. It's good. He's pitchy. <laughs> Les Claypool, he's another guy that uh, we weird both voice. like. That's weird voice. Would never be technically good in quotations, but it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's guys like that. Uh, I was trying to think of somebody Roy Orbison <laughs> I do like Even though there are 17 songs I like that they're all around like two minutes long Two and a half minutes Three at the most I think 
Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, Let's, I think that's where that punk sensibility comes from, and the blues, baby. Let's just get it out. Yeah, speaking of blues, let's move along to Canon, which this is actually a song that was written by Sunhouse. Really? So this is I a cover. I love the note dun, choices dun, dun, on this. Dun, 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 dun. It's evil. Mm-hmm. It's evil. Well, I think it's also... Uh, was it the big three killed? No, yeah, it's the big three killed my baby when it's that like yeah. ring, ring, ring oh, sound yeah, at the yeah. beginning that it does have kind of evil. Evil. I need to check out this sunrise guy. Is that right? Did I get it right? Sunhouse. Sunhouse. I keep thinking of Sun Ra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put a, an R in there. Nuclear war. <laughs> yeah. Nuclear war. <laughs> when are we going to do a Sun Ra album? That would be rough. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> Same reason I haven't delved into a lot of Zappa albums. Maybe we could just include that song on one of the episodes where we'll we just on, make yeah. a playlist. Yep. You guys will get some sun raw. Like, Meg White's drumming is aggressive, too. Like, it's just very <laughs> specific. It's big it's, sounding. It's boom, boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, it's big. Boom. It's like she's stomping. Mm-hmm. Um, I read something that somebody was like, I've never seen Meg White sweat during a performance, but it sounds like she's hitting the drums with cannons or something <laughs> like that. I was like, yeah, it does sound big. Like, and she's probably using big drums to do that. Big mm. cymbals. She's always looked when she plays. She's smiling? Or just kind of like she's... Halfway there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she's zoning out or something. And then like she catches like... Kind of like, oh, shit, I'm here. Uh, there we go. <laughs> she just seems, like, bored almost when she plays. So I think that's another reason why people probably don't like her, is that she looks like she's not having as good of a time as a lot of drummers look like they're having. I think it's cool. I can't believe how much I've turned around her. I think it's cool. <laughs> and I think it's cool that she's so private. Like, you can really not even find anything about her now. Like, she doesn't do music anymore. She worked with Bob Odenkirk, I read. Oh, wow. On some, I don't know what he was doing, but he was making some bang and he wanted her to play drums on this one song. And then the fucking studio cut her out. And Bob did not want it cut out. Yeah, stupid. Fuck studios. <laughs> wow. Here's my theory. If Bob Odenkirk wants it, it's fucking happening. But Bob's been a hero of mine for a long, long time, so... Let's uh, go ahead and listen to one more song before we take a break. Love it. I think this is a good way to go uh, get some energy before we go to a break. Here's Astro. Yeah. I love that. I I've fucking really like this song. <laughs> is this a cover or is this just them? This is just them. I. So then I can do it. say what I wanted to say. Okay. This is Jack White just going like, I always just wanted to make up a dance or something and just have somebody like the twist. And I'm a guy who's uh, put Astro in a title oh, of one of his songs. Astro so Jesus. I really like the word. Everyone, welcome to our new recording schedule where I guess every episode now you'll hear the siren at noon. <laughs> this is the, the non-benefit of doing this oh. earlier on a Saturday, but funny. it feels better to do it. It feels great. I feel like more energetic. More energetic and we get it done. It's not hanging over uh-huh. our head all weekend. Yeah. It actually gets that. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> so this is just going to be the new thing, I guess. You're going to hear the siren. <laughs> or maybe we try and really land the break at noon. Maybe Jackson does the Astro. Astro! Oh, uh, yeah. Which, uh, if I was writing this song, 
I would have put a third Astro there. So I like, literally in my head went, man, this guy's sticking outside the box, only putting two Astros? God damn. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have gone, hey, another Astro, Astro, Astro. Like, that feels more normal. I, but he doesn't. And I'm like, where is it at? <laughs> I feel like as someone who's a non-musician, I, tr- I have so much respect for Jack White as a musician. I think he is just... Even though I'm not even necessarily like an enormous White Stripes or Jack White fan, I just think that he's he is one of those Dave cool, Grohl dude? types that don't really give a fuck. They're doing their own thing. They are different. They have their own sound, which Dave Grohl doesn't really... He doesn't really... He kind of has his own sound, but... Oh, Foo Fighters are Foo Fighters. Like, yeah. You're never going to confuse that. It's, it's just... It's not like most death metal bands where, like, even as a guy who listens to it... Like, it's just not... I don't know the fuck it is. I just think that Jack White has such an identifiable voice. Oh, absolutely. Oliver is watching a... us on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd have to be fast. He's looking at your camera. Hi, Oliver. You're watching my camera right now. <laughs> he is. <laughs> What's up, dude? I'm dancing for a cat. I'm dancing for a cat. I'm da- oh, he moved. I'm taking, oh, I was going to take third breaking the fourth wall <laughs> video of Oliver watching your camera. <laughs> uh, he's out. He doesn't like the. Uh, he doesn't like the siren. He doesn't no. like any attitudes. So before we go to break, you said uh, that you really liked. You can really tell it's Jack White's voice and it's like his own style and stuff. As a guitar player. His guitar playing is his own style, too. Like, you could have played this one. I wouldn't have known unless you. I had learned that song that you had me learn. Okay. Because even in his own version of it. Death Letter, yeah. It's his playing. It's the way he picks. It's the way he hits the strings that I can just. I would just be able to pick up. And it's. That can make me jealous of people. Even though I, th- I think I have my own style. I think you could tell when it's me playing. I don't think I sound like anyone else. That could be just me thinking that because it's me. But, I mean, I think Kent Hiltz could listen to something and go, yeah, Sam wrote this. <laughs> Interesting. But. <clears throat> Excuse me. I love that he's got his own tone. Those are people that even if I don't listen to your music, that's what I respect the most is it's your own. You can tell immediately when it's you. Or you even have your own, like, genre even. Like, what the fuck is Primus? Yeah. You can't put that in any genre. It's Primus. I agree. Primus I don't is even think I thing. could put this into a genre because it's blues, it's rock and roll, it's punk, it's alternative. It's all that mixed into fucking one thing. So what am I going to call it? I'm going to call it the White Stripes. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's take a break. I'll play a little bit of Dead Leaves in the Dirty Grounds since oh, you don't cool. know this song. Thank you. I'm uh, interested in more White Stripes when it comes to this podcast. <laughs> of course. Of course. Ooh, I like that tone. That's almost a doom metal tone. This was a single. Was it? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll recognize it. That first guitar tone is straight up doom metal. Don't recognize it so far. When he goes, I might recognize it. Don't recognize this. Oh, wait, yeah, I do. That little last guitar trill I recognized. This. His voice is also terrible in this song. It'll make you feel better. You mean perfect? Oh, I know this song. I think you've listened to this around me. I would I would imagine I have. This would be one of those songs you'd be okay with me hearing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know this song. All right. We're going to uh, 
What if you've turned me into a, a Jack White fan? Uh, you you like that Jack White song on your own without my yeah. intervention. I fell in love with a girl. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. <laughs> It's been quite a while, but I finally get to say, presenting to you. Hello, this is me, Abraham Goddamn Lincoln. And uh, it's been a long time, yes it has, and it might seem different. That's because we're trying something different today. We're trying, that's me, ASMR. Wait, just a little too loud, sorry. We're trying out some ASMR. Oh, yeah. That's right, I got my friend here. Hello. Now Regis filming, now Regis say hello. Hello. How's everybody doing out there? Hey, what's up, Harland? Oh, man, this is very smooth and sensual. Do you want to talk about who we are in case the sure. people that have been listening recently don't know who, I, who we are? Yes, that's fine, that's fine. Did you just hear the cat meow? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> anyway, um, if you don't know, I am uh, the resurrected... Actual ex-president, uh, Abraham Lincoln. I just throw a goddamn in the middle of there because I like to. And this is my pal and confidant and co-host on another show. Outrageous Philbin. It is Regis Philbin's brother. And uh, I'll let him speak for himself right now. Uh, th- thank you very much, Abe. That's right. I am out, Regis Philbin. Uh, Regis is my deceased brother. Uh, much more famous than me, I, I uh, blackmailed him for a long time. I told people that his penis was much bigger than it was, even though he had, had a gigantic dog. Uh, did I get that right? Hey, or did I? Know. I don't remember what the blackmail was. It doesn't matter. Nope. The canon on this stuff gets very confusing for me, especially <laughs> when I don't take notes. Anyway, uh, keep going. I'm getting, I'm getting to it. Don't you take over. Actually, this is your segment. All right, all right. That's right, we're coming to you in the middle of the couple of critics podcast episode about the white stripes. Oh, yeah. And uh, we just wanted to take this section to try out this new ASMR thing that people are getting money from. Because I'm always needing money. Oh, yeah. Because I am addicted to crack cocaine and Regis. Outrageous, goddammit. Yes, outrageous, Philbin. He's addicted to cocaine. Oh, yeah. Now, I thought we'd start this off with a little bit of crack pipe noises out there to yeah. give you some triggers, all right? So, triggers. Back off, and we're going to give you some nice crack pipe sounds. Go for it. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, you could put a nice piece of crack rock right in the center there. Oh, absolutely. I don't even smoke crack. Ting, ting, ting. All right. That was nice, wasn't it, Regis? Oh, yeah. You getting tingles? Yeah, oh, yeah, tingles. Yeah, you getting tingles, huh? Yeah, of course. All right. You want to try one? Go for it. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I'll try one. Hold on. Okay. Uh, well, like I said earlier, uh, Abe might be doing crack ASMR sounds, but yeah. I am a cocaine guy, so yeah. let's get out the old wallet here to get the card out. Let me put the microphone. I can hear this nice and well. All right, here we go. A little chop. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
That's a that's a big old line. Yeah, that's a big old line right there. Yeah, it is. Okay, now in this next part for the ASMR selection, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean down. Oh man, <laughs> that was a gagger. Jeez, hey, that was a gagger. Is that count for ASMR? Of course. Is that, is that a gun? Yeah. Cool. I want to go. Yeah, yeah, go again. Yeah, man, go get this yeah, good stuff. All right. Okay, now we've already done the crack pipe. Yeah. And uh, this is another essential part of smoking crack. Oh, yeah. Here goes is a little torch. It's beautiful. And, uh, it's got a nice plastic handle right there. And if you push this little button right there, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at it. Whoa, man. Oh. You got to calm down. Whoa. Oh, that, was a, damn, man. that was a fucking cloud if I've ever seen one. Oh. I mean, that's a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, man? <laughs> hey, dude. What, what are you doing? You all right? Oh, oh man. Yeah, you okay? I freaking love ASMR. Yeah, I love ASMR too, man. You okay, buddy? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm feeling good. All right. Well, I don't know, man. I think we're about five minutes in. Yeah, yep. You got I'm it. I'm feeling itchy. Itchy? I gotta run around. I, That's Oxycontin. I know. I don't know why I get itchy when I smoke crack. I know it's an Oxy thing instead of... I'm I, just trying to tell you that it's an Oxycontin. Don't talk thing. to me about drugs. All right. I do ASMR here. We're getting a little loud. Alrighty. Sorry, sorry. Thank you for listening to this little interception. Interception? I, I know I fucked it up. Shut up. This yeah, little uh, section in the middle of the break, a couple of critics podcast. Thanks for spending it with me, little old baby, and my good friend at Regis Philbin. Yes, thank you. Man, you think I just I think I'd have a dry mouth now that I just smoked that crack, but goddamn the saliva's building up bad. Yeah. I saw you holding it back behind your lip. All right, everyone. Like and subscribe. At least that's what they've always said on the end of anything ASMR I've seen. And let's get back to the episode about the white stripes. What do you say, Outrage? Are we going to go out on our theme? Uh, you know, the end theme? Yeah, yeah we're going to go out on our music. Don't worry. Take us out. Yeah, what's your name again? Outrageous. <laughs> I'm fucked up. Hey, take us Jesus out. fucking Christ. Hey, now. All right. A one, a two. Too loud. One, too loud? Yeah. A one, a two. A one, two, three, four. Is this that drum video song? You know what may actually be? I didn't think about that. I just love this song. I think it is. Because when you said that, it re- it kind of sparked something in my memory. Yeah, it's this song. Hardest button to button. Hardest button to button? I... I I'd say the first one. Like you so much white stripes when I really look through. <laughs> and I like them so much. I only hear his voice in this. three albums later he's definitely bringing it down a little bit he's just talking 
Oh, we got started getting into it there. He started going Cliff Tucker. By the way, for those who don't know what Cliff Tucker is, Chris Tucker's twin brother, who ripped Chris's penis off in the womb, and people just don't know about this guy. I just happened to do a killer impression of Cliff. That's what I was doing earlier. But Cliff shows up every once in a while around here. The button. What do you think is the hardest button to button? It's got to be the first one because that's like you're lining it up. You might get to the end. You realize you put it in the wrong spot. Well, I will say for me, the hardest button to button as a large breasted woman (laughs) is the one that actually goes over the boobs because big breasted women notoriously struggle with button up shirts because our boobs will like stretch the button stretch out. it yeah. and and open it yeah. so then there'll be this little little titty cleave this little like window into what's going on in there so i'm gonna say it's called the soul window into the soul i'll say for me the hardest button to button is the titty button the titty button <laughs> we'll say titty i was gonna say tit button but now i like titty button more you're wearing your pretty little dress today yes does it's got a little curve on the breast area does that help yeah, they've definitely, uh, it's like pleated things. They're made to fit curves and bodies for women because women are. are. Yeah, it's for like guts and stuff. Oh, it is? Guts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Front butts, that's what that's for. Front butts. Yeah, I've got one of those. I really don't take care of myself anymore and it's really sad. I'm I'm starting to really hate myself. For not starting, <laughs> for not like I, I could change everything and oh. be so much more comfortable. But I'm to the point where I'm so uncomfortable that it's hard to get going, and it's embarrassing to be seen by people. So I don't know why I'm even going to this pride event later. Oh, that's why I'm dipping in and out. <laughs> but I'm still showing my support. I just yeah. Are you going hair on or hair off? It depends. I think this event's a hair on a uh, hair off event. I I originally thought I was going to have hair off, but then I decided to wear hair for the... Uh, I decided to put on a wig for the podcast For the today. show. Uh, All right, you want to get back into this album? I would love to. Let's do move this. back into this with the song Broken Bricks. Let's do this album, get the podcast done, and I can go get some gay food. I'm hopefully so hungry. <laughs> me too. You didn't hear me before you got in the shower. I was like, Yeah, I did. Oh, you didn't say anything back. No, because I was just stewing in the bathroom. I was like, why does he just walk around whining asking if we have food to eat when he has two Okay, you obviously didn't hear what I said then because I said, hey, I'm really hungry. Do you want some food? No, I didn't hear that at all. (laughs) Because I was like, why doesn't he just take care of food? Like, why is he just like, do we have food to eat? It's like, I don't know. Why don't you go look? I never once said, do we have food to eat? I swear you said, do we have food? No. (laughs) I was offering to go get food. Oh, okay. So then I, I <laughs> and missed... then you went in the bathroom and I went okay, <laughs> and then I ate some cashews, <laughs> what I call bed cashews, <laughs> bedroom cashews. Uh, can you turn it up a little bit? Well, I'm really sorry hear. about that, that I'm I misheard sorry. you and then got mad at what I thought I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like I treated you differently. No, I didn't you say just anything. Went to the I just stewed in my shower and then forgot about it. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I- cleared that up that it shouldn't have been a stew mmm stew yeah um, anything (laughs) made out of food sounds pretty good right now Um, I will admit that on this album there is a point where I go I'm good 
Like, I've liked it, but we can cut about six songs out of this fucking thing. You just make it a much shorter album? Yeah. Even for, well, it's two and a half, three minute long songs at most. But there's 17 of them, you said earlier? Yes. So I could do with 13 and well, be comfortable. This song is only a minute 51. So they are also breaking it up a yeah. lot. But I, like I you feel said. I about punk albums, though, too. Like, even if your songs are two minutes long, I still only want 13 of them. <laughs> no, I understand. Because it is still, it's the kind of different takes on the same sound over and over again. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's. And that's definitely vict- a victim on this album. Like, mm-hmm. It's the same production the whole time. So if you're not super, super in love with it, like I had said earlier, I'm all the albums I listen to, it's the same production album throughout it. But like Super Joint Ritual, I fucking love it. So I give it to me. Give it to me a mm-hmm. whole album. I like this. I'm not in love with it. So I can get like, yeah, I'm good. I'm also not in love with it, which is why I do also kind of get around that with some of the songs. But I also like some of these songs quite a bit. Let's uh, keep going with When I Hear My Name. I think I do agree, though, that there's nothing else on the album that I love. Like the songs that I really love are on the first half. Probably Astro. If it, if it ended with Astro for me, I would have been fine. <laughs> but I do like this song, too. And and that's the thing. None of these songs later in it, I'm not like, these are bad songs. I'm just like, I like I said, I would have to be in love with it to be like, yeah, keep going. I am z- super grateful, like I am with punk songs, though, that they are just kind of blurbs sometimes. Because this is another song that's under two minutes. Getting to the point. Mm-hmm. They're not stretching stuff. It's like Make White's drumming. It's to the point. It's what the song needs. Mm-hmm. Does it need to be four and a half fucking minutes? No, it doesn't. We got the point. Do I think it. that's something that also changed over time is oh. that they have oh. more. With the White Stripes in general? Yeah, just timely structured things because they became more well known. They weren't signed to a huge label at this point. They were signed to a label, but not a huge label. Breakout album, though. I wonder how that feels like your first real album of your band as a young person. Yeah, it was a breakthrough. People fucking loved it. My first album, nobody loved. <laughs> Couple people liked it, but it wasn't a fucking big thing. I also think about like, what was his uh, like uh, advertisement like? Yeah, I don't was know. he so good at like visualization already, which I've never been good at in that aspect. Like he's already got this mindset: we are going to be red and white. We are going to like everything's going to fit in this world. He's also from Detroit. Detroit is a music city. Ah. So I think that there's just yeah. a different mentality. ICP. And things are... Please. <laughs> Eminem is from the area. There's so oh, many people I from know, the I area. Met him, last time I was in Detroit, I went up to 8 Mile Road and I met him there. He's just hanging out on 8 Mile. I did see 8 Mile Road signs when I was up there. I was like, ah, I'm next to fame right now. <laughs> I bet there are many 8 Mile signs. There were. Yeah, I think Eight Mile Road. I think it's about eight miles long. <laughs> Do I like this guitar riff? I like this. It's still bluesy, but it's like serene almost. It's serene in a way I'm okay with. You know how I get like, oh, I'm too happy. I don't like this. This is a nice serenity. This is like. Like a, a good micro trip <laughs> with somebody. <laughs> like, I'm well, serene. I don't want to be hippy dippy, but I'm happy with this. You know, that's possible. <laughs> I 
about four or five times. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> like that just that still all blues that could also be a reason why i get kind of over it fast because like i said about the blues in general earlier it gets it wears on me it doesn't wear on me i just i got the point <laughs> i also think there are a lot more slower paced songs on the latter half of the album so it also is easy to get bored with this even if there are little things that you like like, I like when the guitar does this at this point. Yeah. It's maybe not enough throughout the song that keeps you fully into it. I definitely am a guy who needs energy going in my music. Like, all my favorite things are packed to the brim with energy. Mm-hmm. And my favorite songs on this are filled with energy. That punk attitude. This yeah. is getting more into the low actual blues. Yeah. The singer-songwriter yeah. bluesy thing that I think he... This is like sitting has... on the crossroads, selling your soul to the devil kind of music. Oh, Bone Thugs? <laughs> yes, Bone Thugs. <laughs> oh, don't forget Harmony. Yeah, don't forget Harmony. <laughs> My name Harmony. <laughs> E-Harmony? That was a song, no. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh my God, I got to tell everyone out there that I work with a kid now who doesn't know... Who Dave Thomas is. It makes sense. They completely removed him from all advertising. But he used to be everywhere. everywhere. Used to go into our local Wendy's and there was a big fucking picture of Dave in there. I Yeah, they probably just had a big picture of him in all of them. Just like they used to with the Colonel. The Colonel yep. isn't used like he was. Like oh, he now used he's to be. a cartoon character dances. Go Colonel. Go <laughs> Colonel. And then he was Norm MacDonald for a second. Aww. <laughs> was Chris Parnell ever the the colonel yes good yeah because they did that cycling through thing yeah, where a couple I, people were. it was i think there was even a woman there was even a black dude at one point that was the mm-hmm. colonel I, I may have ended with the black was guy it terry cruz it should have been doing his like chest checks chest peck dances that yeah. he, does when he was in like the old spice commercials oh my god you remember when old spice commercials were coming out it like blew my mind with the old spice Man, a man, a That was always my favorite one. <laughs> I fucking was like, and that lady like goes up and rolls back up onto the She's couch. all flat and slithering. <laughs> it's like a come to life anti-pot propaganda drug commercial. <laughs> it was old that man or old man. Old man. Old man spice. spice out of my son. Sprayed a man of my son. <laughs> Did you say sprayed? Yeah, they say that at one point. They do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, that was one of my favorite. Now I feel like I need to look that up. Uh, oh, Spice, man, man, my son. Uh, something about the ladies. <laughs> I can't remember it all, but I loved it so much. And that lady was like going through the beach in the sand. <laughs> like she was a land shark. All right, so there. There was a couple. Yeah, this is a. Com- Compilation of all three commercials in a minute and a half. Oh, we're in. Oh, I didn't see it coming, <laughs> but it came in a can. Now this was always my favorite one. Can I watch it? Yeah, this is the best one. When 
I did hear him say, spray the man of my son. <laughs> Old Spice, spray the man of my son. <laughs> that was always the best. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, I hope you guys remember that and have any inkling of I'm, what's going on. I'm going to say my main man, Travis, who was a big fan of uh, J.G. Wentworth, oh, yeah. 877 Cash Now. I guarantee he loved that Old Spice did, commercial. Did you know he made a TikTok video? Of that? that? Mm-hmm. Did, does Travis know that my band performed that song live to a bar full of people? Pa-pow! That means you Beat guys, you, motherfucker! It's not a, no, I don't think it's competition. You guys are united in your no. love for J.G. Wentworth. If it involves me, it's competition. You're such an asshole. <laughs> Screwdriver. And if it involves Travis Harbster, it's competition. By the way, screwdrivers, that used to be my main drink for about a month. Remember my screwdriver I'm sorry. Session? I'm all out of vodka. Is that what's said? What, what are you doing? That is a quote from the movie The Son-in-Law. Because oh. the dad can't open. He forgot the key to the daughter's chest of clothes. So he goes to the resident advisor across the hall. And he's like, I'm looking for a screwdriver. And then Polly's like, I'm sorry. I'm all out of vodka. Uh. And I've always remembered that. <laughs> because of all of the lines and movies I remember. I remember a lot of that from that one though it's better than a kick in the face with a golf shoe now she's just gonna fucking spat out a bunch of son-in-law quotes you need Travis Harpster for that one too yeah we should have Travis we should meet up no. sometime and we should review the son-in-law no. what's wrong with you no. yeah there's definitely something wrong with you I'd have to talk to Travis <laughs> Travis is <laughs> Travis is a good time. I don't know what your problem is. I enjoy Travis very much. I think his My problem is obviously is Travis Harpster. No. <laughs> uh, lately, I've been his uh, grammar control that if I see uh, misspelled a word on, on a Facebook, I'll send him a personal message because I know it drives him crazy that uh, Just like it'll me. be misspelled. I've had people do that with me too. Yeah. I do that to you. Yeah. Do it. I don't want to look stupid, especially if you're trying to like make a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Do not remember this song. Just general blues jamming. When we were on break, I looked up this uh, Jack White tuning, and it's the same tuning that I used for that uh, song that we played that I can't remember. Death Letter? Yes. It's the same tuning. Jack White really loves this open D tuning. But likes to tune it up to E, so it's like an open E tuning. What does that mean to me? That means you can just strum all the strings open without fretting anything, and they're playing a chord. So you could just go, and you're playing a chord, and then you could just like bar across the whole fret and just make a new Is chord. Is that lazy? Not lazy. It's just a different way of playing. It's really good for blues playing. That's why he does it, because you can really just like go and jam and be big about it like you could just strum all the strings and have a big sound which would really help in just a two-man band where you're just a drummer and a guitar player probably playing as many strings as possible to, f to fill out that lack of bass because bass provides a lot of the tone on a record you know this is kind of like thin sometimes okay if yeah. there was bass in there it'd be a lot fuller 
but this is the sound he's going for, so no reason to do that. But no, it's just not, it's not lazy. We forgot to mention that one of the biggest artists ever from Detroit, Kid Motherfucking Rock. Well, I was pretty sure I had already mentioned them. Kid rocking up clown and posse. Kid rocking up and down the block. You can Fuck. roll with rock or you can radio edit. Oh boy. I will mention that until I die. It's one of those guys that I will stand stand proud that I'll go, yeah, Kid Rock has always sucked. I've I've known from day one. Where have you guys been? <laughs> All right. I just looked up whenever this wants to load. For some reason, it's not. Okay. Here is giving me a list of musicians from Detroit. Love it. It's going to be a lot, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Alice Cooper. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, let's see. Holy shit, there's so many. Yeah. Aaliyah. So we're going to stop? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, there are so many on here. They're just, I mean, Anita Baker. Like, I'm, I'm only going to say ones that I'm familiar with, though. That's why I feel like I'm going to be... Alice Cooper's not on there? Is he, not, is he from there? I thought so. I thought he was from the Motor City. It doesn't say that here mm. on this Wikipedia page. So Ted I don't Nugent. know if that's... True. This is going in alphabetical order, so I'm still in the C's right now. Look up T's. It's Ted Nugent. So many. You know how I know Ted Nugent was? Because I called him the Motor City Madman. Wow. Uh huh. Uh huh. Alice Cooper is in the C's. See, I didn't get uh, there yet. There we go. You were just mad that he wasn't in the A's, but that's not usually how. Well, his last name isn't Cooper. Aretha, so I... Aretha Franklin. It's his stage name. Is it? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Barry Gordy's from there. I don't know if you heard me say Aretha Franklin. I'll yeah. say it again if you need me to. Yeah, because you said it's a stage name. Not for no, I said it was a stage name of Cooper. But oh, I, I thought still... you were saying Aretha Franklin was a stage no. name. I was like, I've never known this in my entire life. No, baby love. <laughs> no, baby I was love. Very confused. There's. I don't think you need to read any more names. There, there. <laughs> it, it actually went to another page. Yeah, of course. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen. It. I think I've always just seen Wikipedia pages extended and long, as long as they needed to be. Not this is continues on the next page. It's very weird. So let's. Uh, I think that this is this is not the last cover, uh, but this is a Bob Dylan tune. One more cup of coffee. Oh, this is a lull for me. I was gonna say, this could be the reason that this song can fuck right off. Are you also not a fan of the no. song? No. First of all, I don't like coffee, so any songs about coffee I'm, I really don't like. Uh, I can't get behind that. There's a song that you really like that I it grosses me the fuck out. Black Coffee by uh, yeah, Ella Fitzgerald. Is that the one where they're talking about cigarettes and coffee in the same song? Uh, there's Cigarettes and Coffee by... Uh, no, that's uh, Otis Redding. Yeah. That song, like, the first six times I heard it grossed me the fuck out. There's a song by uh, Rufus Wainwright called Cigarettes and Chocolate Milk. Fucking disgusting. So you can put cigarettes or coffee in any situation, and I'll go, ugh, disgusting. Yeah, I don't like Bob Dylan. I've never liked Bob Dylan. I also just the don't like how he sounds on it. I don't be- know. I feel like it's just too much. The song's just too much. <laughs> Bob Dylan, the best thing about Bob Dylan ever was Soy Bomb. It's the only thing I care about. And it wasn't even anything to do with him. It was just that someone invaded his <laughs> it performance. Just, it was just a cool guy. <laughs> Is there any Bob Dylan songs I like? Oh, I like that. Nearly in a time. Do, 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 do. It's on a... The Big Lebowski. 
Okay. It's the man in me. Yeah. But I might like that song because it's in The Big That's Lebowski. That's the only reason why. <laughs> Do you like that rainy day women number this and that that we did for the 420 episode? I don't remember what that would be. Everybody must get stoned. Yeah, I like it. No, not really. What about... Lay across my big brass bed. Uh, that's probably one of the better ones because he's not doing the. <laughs> he's more like. Yeah. Lay across my big brass bed. <laughs> <laughs> that was gorgeous. Thanks. I'm sure it was pretty. The facial constrictions I made while doing it as well. Yeah, that's what did it. You stuck out your lower jaw like you were getting ready to make a mouthpiece for sleep apnea. Uh. My brain still keeps going, man, you got to mark that edit when you said Jerry the Rigger. And I'm like, no, you explained yourself. It's fine. And you've said it since so many times <laughs> that there, you'd have to make a lot of markers. You could just stop saying it. That'd probably be the easiest way I'll to deal with I'll never stop saying the word Rigger. <laughs> Mortis? Oh, great band. Great band. I believe that's the episode where I forgot to include the music. <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny because that's when Chris said that he had to put the music on YouTube and line it up while he listened to the. It's funny that he did that. And did I fix that? <laughs> you you've made a lot of mistakes, bad choices, mistakes. You're a trouble boy. The funny thing is, it's mistakes are what make you learn. I've never forgotten the music since. Speaking of mistakes, let's listen to the next song, Little People. <laughs> Yeah, they're called midgets. <laughs> Correction, midgies. Midgies. Oh boy. Oh boy. We're we're charged today. We're going to a pride parade later and we're we're charged. We are clearly I'm saying Jerry the Rigger and then midget. It's this is bad. We are not PC people. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'd say we are pretty generally PC people. Except In a for way the that... words that I want to say. Yeah, one word in specific with you. <laughs> yeah, it rhymes with kite. <laughs> I'm, <just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Anti-Semitism's high these days. I shouldn't uh, have made that joke. I know a guy who uh, uh, did a Facebook post once, and he, he meant to write kite, and it said the other one. And it, somebody wrote, autocorrect get you there? <laughs> <laughs> I, how would, like, why would that even be an autocorrect? Well, I think the person who types is who typed it is a single letter typer. Now, let me see how far away the T is away from the K <laughs> when you type something. Kind of far away. <laughs> so it seems like it may have been an autocorrect situation. A swiping situation where it <laughs> auto predicted. But he does use iPhones. So, I don't think iPhone has swipe. I don't know. How would it not? That's irritating. I remember, I don't know, I'm speaking out of turn here. I don't really know the facts on this, but I'm going to say what I saw meme-wise. It was, the meme was based on iPhone people going, look, we've got like swipe now. And it was an Android user being like, yeah, I had that for about six years. <laughs> yeah, I've relied on swipe <laughs> ever since we stopped having physical buttons. I've swiped. Oh, yeah. I also hate swipe, though, because it makes every other word that I'm not looking for. 
It's very irritating when you want to say how and it says hope, or you want to right? say hope and it says how. It seems like you should be able to read the sentence as a smartphone. But obviously, you wanted how. Shouldn't you be smarter than this phone? It, it, the if you the can phone predict- should not think I'm trying to type, hey, I'm hungry. Would you eat tumultuous? What would you like from tumultuous? Pretty sure it was supposed to say McDonald's. Oh, that was a stretch. I thought you'd say Skyline. Mm, skyline. I'm too hungry. I'm so <laughs> I hungry. Up food. <laughs> it's bad. Let's uh, keep going. We have a few more song slicker drips. <laughs> We're uh. just going to stop the album and go eat. <laughs> it's over. Podcast done. Maybe we can go find all that fried food that I had to throw in the trash. Oh, sorry. Find it in the dumpster. Once again. I ate the fried chicken. I sat here and ate as much of the fried sides as I could. You well, went to bed and I my, was just like, oh. In my defense, even if I had felt fine, most of that fried food wouldn't have been eaten by me because I didn't like the corn. I thought the pickles were gross. The best thing was the pepper jack uh, cheese bites. So, kind of would have been a waste on me anyway. You were mad that I didn't just get crinkle fries. And then you, were, <laughs> you ended up being too sick. Right. I'm so it would have been a waste. I'm glad you didn't. And who rates crinkle fries? Anyone can get crinkle fries and throw them in a fryer. They taste the same pretty much everywhere. Relatively the same. I agree. But I didn't know it was going to be crinkle fries. You just order fries and see what we get. It's usually crinkle fries. Yeah, especially if it's fried chicken place. Usually oh, crinkle yeah. cut. Mm, that's such a... Staple? <sighs> At least for this area. Good Is that a staple for everyone when it comes to fried chicken? I don't know, but it makes me really want fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the let's go support the Catholic small town and then come back and eat. I don't know. Gay food at the Pride? <laughs> I don't even know what's going to be at Pride. We'll hit that. I'm up assuming first. at Pride there's going to be uh, penis-shaped lollipops, penis-shaped cakes. Oh, do you think the Sherman is making those? <laughs> it's funny because guaranteed there's some uh, conservative idiot in this town that's thinking that is exactly what's going to be happening. There was some dumb bitch who commented on one of the things that. We need to stop separating and just uh, celebrate how we're all the same and that there needs to stop being like segregation, essentially, with the thought process of just celebrating people who have been told that they can't be themselves or even admit to being themselves for years and And, years and years. And in this town, I'm going to say the majority of people still believe that they're all going to hell and that it's a bad decision. I'm going to say 60 percent of this town still thinks that. God forbid we give oppressed people an entire month to say, we recognize you. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, yeah. man? It's yeah. so stupid. It's and you can dumb. also just ignore it. Ignore it, it. yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I'm so irritated with well, people. Well, why can't I have a straight pride parade? You have been for hundreds and thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, everything is straight as hell. You're just used to it, so you see something different as being so you crazy. You think that's what normal is. But everything that you participate is straight everything. Yeah. The world is is pretty straight. <laughs> and let's get a little crazy here. There's a lot of homosexuality in the animal world, so that's even more normal. But fucker. There's also a, there are a <laughs> lot of married men who are married to women who fuck gay men on the side. And our own cat got a boner last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were asleep for it, but I, I saw two of the cats playing, and that three-legged bastard was flipped over, and he had a raging heart on. Two male cats rolling around getting bones. 
there's something very soft and almost sensual about the way that Kit Kat and Wayne play. It's they're both fluffy and furry and soft. What if they become boyfriends? Then good for them. And then what if the cat gets taken away from us? We'll be like, you can't take Wayne. It's Kit Kat's boyfriend. Well, depending on how long we have him, we'll see. <laughs> if we end up, this is not your cat. <laughs> if we end up having him for a long time, it'll be like, ah, oh, come on. He's technically been our cat longer. Sorry, Beth. <laughs> well, it's not Beth. It's Kirima. But it's her daughter. Uh, or she, Beth could just get a place and be like, I want my daughter's cat. I'm going to take him. Technically, we'll give the cat back. And you can do whatever you want. That's your decision. I'm technically just watching him, even though I love but him. But we're lo- loving this boy. And <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely changed since he's been with us. He, he's still wild and crazy, but he is becoming so affectionate. I haven't yelled, I fucking hate you in two weeks at that cat, so things are getting better. Only two weeks. <laughs> We've had him four months, and only the last two weeks I haven't it's told him I fucking hate him. In the last two weeks, I've seen a change in him. I've seen him calm down. Uh, he's still wild as hell. He knocked your picture over. Let's. Uh, we have two more songs. This she is what. This is the last <laughs> cover of a song, but this is a traditional song that I guess that they that Meg and Jack heard the first time during a Betty Boop cartoon. Okay. Saint James Infirmary Blues. <sighs> it seems pretentious. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, what a slog it would have been to hang out with those two. You want to sit around and watch Betty Boop cartoons? Fuck no, I don't. <laughs> I bet that was Meg. Think so? I could see Jack getting into it because he's got, like, old-timey shit all over his house. Yeah, but that's probably how they bonded because she's like, I like Betty Boop. Boop, boop, be doo <laughs> And he was like, Hey, Shady, Shady, I'm going to boop your vagina. It's interesting that they were married for such a short amount of time. I think that happens with a lot of couples, and it's always weird. People who will be together for years, and then they marry, and then they just break up after they get married. It's weird. I didn't think they knew each other that long. I thought they kind of got married fast from what I read. They dated for like two years. Oh, that's not a long time. They were married for like a year, maybe? I thought they were married from 1996 to 2000. Oh, I didn't think it was that long at all. Yeah. Four years, that's what I read. Mm. Well, that still does happen with people. I also looked at the picture of their marriage certificate because I was looking for a wedding picture. I wanted to see, like, what was going on, but I bet it was just courthouse or a very small ceremony. We went to a courthouse and we have pictures. Yep. Because I took a camera and then one of the ladies, she was like, you want me to take pictures? Sure, thanks. Yes, I do, lady who usually does court records here. <laughs> the stenographer. She asked. <laughs> and then we got beautiful foldable rings. At 8 a.m. <laughs> and then we went and ate at McDonald's for breakfast. Okay. And then we went home because we were not used to being up that early. And Did we, we took to a nap. <laughs> <laughs> we are pure fucking yeah. trash people. At that time in our life, we were like, I was working pizza jobs, so I'm like, my shift is Same. at five. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not getting up um, at 7.30 yeah, to go to work. We were second shifters for sure. And I still feel like I'm kind of naturally oh. in that zone. When we end up like with a vacation, like like a week off or something like that, or even like four days, my body starts to revert to that. I start to go back to like staying up till four. Oh, Five not in that the morning. Late. Ooh, that's late. Well, that's what I used to stay up to regularly. When and you I were wake like up a at kid. like noon or one. If it weren't for work, my body naturally wants me to stay up until a, at least one. Yeah. 
And that's not good for the regular eight to five. No. Shift. No, sir. Was that the last song? No, we do have okay. one more song. Gotcha. You want to go ahead and that's listen to it unfamil- and get this done? Yeah, that's how unfamiliar I am with the last part of this album. Well, the last song is called I Fought Piranhas. I remember seeing that title when I first brought up this album, and I was like, what a strange title. I Fought Piranhas and the Piranha, Piranha One. one. <laughs> I like that. I liked it a lot. Let's for Halloween this year. Let's be uh, Jack and Meg White, but your Jack and I'm Meg. <laughs> Ooh, Fat Jack, <laughs> Fat Jack White. We'll get you one of those co- costumes where he's got like the big hat with a feather sticking out of it. It's like rhinestones all over. <laughs> Can I just be a rhinestone cowboy? You're a rhinestone cowboy. You love the rhinestone trucker from the Paul Lynn special. <laughs> The Rhinestone Trucker, which was code for the Gay Trucker. Oh, yeah. That's the Trucker Guy Fucker. (laughs) Trucker Guy Fucker. They call the... Ding! Do you know what they call prostitutes that uh, visit uh, truckers a lot? Yes, lot lizards. (laughs) Of course I do, Sam. I fucking love that I think it's hilarious. (laughs) Like a... We got a lot lizard live in an action, boys. I fully support legalization of prostitution. If you are two consenting adults, then it should not be anyone's fucking business. No. The only thing that gets scary about that is diseases, and that's why it should be legal. So you can actually like weekly get checked out. You can actually like write on taxes and like and make it as safe as possible. Now, of mm-hmm. course, there will always still be what you call a black market then for it, yeah. just like uh, legal weed in places. There's still mm-hmm. weed dealers in legal weed places. Yeah. Sometimes they're the same people. <laughs> but, like, like just like in the deserts of Nevada, they have to get tested a lot, and it's clean. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's fine. It's two fucking adults. Who cares? It, I... I I didn't feel this way when I was younger and when I was more Christian because that's that's a big part of it. But as an adult who just, you know, I I feel like tries to think about things from a rational standpoint. What are you going to say to two consenting adults that that are just like, I'm willing to do this for this reason? There are people who are in entire relationships with people they don't even like because they benefit and they have a place to stay. Yeah, that's basically prostitution. Yeah, (laughs) it happens in so many other ways. So the fact that we are just pretending that it's so... 40% of marriages are prostitution. So pretending that it's this dirty secret that that isn't widely just accepted and has been a thing that's been... I mean, let's be real. It's in the Bible. It's been around forever. People have been selling what they have to offer. Yeah, it's a good. <laughs> it's a service. Uh, and I thought it's about a this. Whole... Think about guys who were like uh, incels. If you could just pay somebody to have sex with you and just get your fucking like, because most people that are incels, they stands for involuntarily celibate. Like, yeah, it's because women don't like you because you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah. If you could pay for it, I think you might calm down a little bit. All it takes is whatever it takes to pay a prostitute to have that woman pretend to like you yeah. for that amount of time. Yeah. And she will, at least from, you know, the TV shows and movies I've seen. Yeah. And then they could, you know, hey, there's a shower over there. Go clean your dick before I suck it. <laughs> or the other way around. You got to do what you got to do. 
clean. <laughs> Listen to us just talking about how we think that uh, <laughs> prostitution should be illegal. The album of the White Stripes self-titled uh, situation <laughs> is finished. I bet Jack White would also appreciate that. Uh, who cares? Let's uh, get to the part of the podcast because we are there where it's actually time to go over some questions. Okay, so I already said that I chose this because I thought that you it would appeal more to you being that like grittier sound. What do you think you thought when I told you when I finally gave you a White Stripes album? Uh, my initial reaction was cool. I'm I'm glad because this is one of those bands that I've kind of always wanted to check out, but you kind of need to be not forced. my thing. Yeah, I kind of needed to be thrown into it. Like a cold pool, I just needed to throw myself in, and I never would have done that on my own because even if I would have tried, I think I got probably like would have gotten two songs in and been like, "All right, I get it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like you. Yeah. So I oh I I skipped over what do I think you thought when I gave it to you? I think that it was the same. I, I mean the exact same I thing. I think that I've you even said. expressed that to you, like because yeah. I've said that about Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of those bands that fits into that, like. I want to like it more than I do. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Uh, how many times did you listen to this album? I listened to this four times. Ooh, I only did my three. Okay. But I I don't know. This is just an album or a lot of these songs I've listened to so much that it's another. Th- I, it's interesting that you can either totally d- dive into it and like kind of obsess over it and listen to it so much. Or you can just be like, yeah, I'm so familiar with this. I don't really need to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got, heard it so much. It's playing. in there. I've done that. I've listened to one of our albums once because it's like, this album's in my blood. I could have not even listened to it and I can still talk about it. <laughs> Wild. All right. So your least favorite song, I think I can uh, figure this out pretty easily. I think it's One More Cup of Coffee, which is the Bob Dylan cover. Yeah, we'll give it to that. It's it's going to be a malaise of that whole end of the album, but... I think this is the different... Yeah, this is... It's too slow... It's not my thing. It's not. It's not bad. It's, it's not just, aggressive. Yeah. I need some aggression. I'm an aggressive guy. No, without right. being like violent, but I do like you things are, to fucking go. You're a hateful man. <laughs> what do you sometimes? Th- what do you think my least favorite song is? I'm gonna go with the same one. You are correct. I don't like <laughs> it. Was really, it was really the only song you actively said something like distasteful about like this is just not my thing and you even said on his voice don't like his voice on here and you didn't say that about any other song so that's correct i actually i think on other songs champion the fact that he is a person who is willing to put himself out there sounding completely nothing like anything or anyone else and that's hard to do yeah so most favorite song that sam likes on this album this is tough for me, but actually it's not. I'm going to go Astro. That is my second favorite song. Would you Ooh. like to take a guess again? 
I would actually. I'm gonna say the big three killed my baby. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Oh, I'm gonna have to get that beginning in there. Yeah. yeah. The drums are perfect on this song. This is all the aggression that I like, and I just love that. Big three killed my baby. <laughs> That's a funny. The, and name. this, this stuff. Dun, dun, dun. By the way, this is my guess for you, too. And the second one was going to be Astra. <laughs> I would say, oh, God, see, there's so many songs that I like. I did not make this decision before, but I think I'm going to agree with you. Is it kind of like the decision that I didn't make if I was supposed to probably come up with something for the next episode? Probably. <laughs> I also really like Stop Breaking Down. Stop Breaking Down would have actually probably been my second. Okay. Because I like that song a lot. But yeah, the big three killed my baby is just really good. It's one of those songs that I think just kind of grab you and surprise you because it's really intense in the beginning, and then it's the big three killed my baby. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't normally hear that. Um, how old was I when I first started listening to this? Ugh. I would say early twenties. When when did this album come out? Maybe late teens. I would have been probably around college age. This seems like a college album. Like, so, if you're not, like... I would have been a, a very young adult. I think that it fits perfectly. This is a college album. All right. Uh, I originally... I have always really liked the White Stripes. I've always enjoyed them. I enjoy their songs. Like I said, I don't necessarily follow everything. I haven't gone off on the journey with Jack White I just, I, I mostly J-W-J? just stayed in the earlier days of the White Stripes, and I'm fine with that. The only album I'm really not familiar with is the last one. What's that last one called? Do you know? Not, not off the top of my head, but I could, uh, if I wanted to, I could first of all drag this out with my words that I'm using, and <laughs> then I could figure it out by saying, well, they put out a an EP. In 2007, they also did Icky Thump, which I really like the song Icky Thump. So I, but I've never listened to it. So it looks like they they only did six albums total. Which that's a good run. Yeah, that's like a show having six seasons. That's a good run. That's a good run, especially for what like in seven years. Yeah, and he has done so much. It seems like he just bleeds music. Mm-hmm. Like he just just comes out. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And he also. Oh, what was that movie? Was it? Oh, it was Walk Hard, where he played Elvis. Oh, yeah, he did. I forgot about that. He did a good job. It was goofy. He did. Walk Hard is a really fucking underrated, fantastic movie. Yeah, I agree. And it has the one and only fan, uh, also underrated, I consider the most underrated SNL cast member of all time. Tim Tim Meadows. Meadows. (laughs) I love him. He was so good. And another one, I believe, is in there, too. Chris Parnell. He, yeah, he's everywhere. And also the other band member was someone who almost no one oh knows. Oh, my God. Matt, Matt Besser. Besser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we know because we're comedy Let's nerds. Say, we like a comedy. <laughs> All right. So uh, I would recommend this album. I think that the first half is definitely way better than the second. Um, but I think that the first half is strong enough to recommend. And then you can make your choice whether or not you choose to listen to the whole thing. I think songs like Stop Breaking Down, The Big Three Killed My Baby, mm-hmm. Astro are all very strong songs. Absolutely. You can make a, a White Stripes mix for me and I'd be happy with it. 
Okay. You've cut some of the shit out that I don't want. All right. I've never done any of this, but we've talked about oh, it. Maybe not, I should I do it. I don't want anyone to. I'm saying you could because I still won't listen to it. We'll see. It's not that. a podcast that I've already heard for 27 times. That's true. <laughs> would you, even though I know the answer to this, Sam, would you listen to this again? Not the whole album. No, I would not. But what does that mean? I'm saying explain. Okay. So, no, I would not listen to this album again, but there are good songs on this. Do you think that you would ever listen to any of the songs, though, is kind of what I was... On my own? No. ...baiting you to say. No. This is one of those albums that's going to be like, you could play it while we're in the car, and it will be fine. Okay. You know, like, it's a Michelle and Sam travel song. It's not a Sam will ever listen to in headphones. I won't ever put it on by myself. But... If someone puts it on, I'll be like, "Yeah, I know this. <laughs> all right, so then rate it zero out of ten all over the rock and roll cast. I'll give this five, straight down the middle. Okay. Easy peasy on me, just like, I like it, but I don't like love it. It's just, we'll just put it at five. I think that it's a good first album. I am going to give it, I'm only going to give it a 6.5 because the other song, there are so many songs I think that are that could not be on the album. Like it's fine. And there's, there are parts to them that are enjoyable, but it's, it's a little heavy. A 13 track album of this would have been perfect. Yeah. So if the, if it were a little shorter, it would have definitely been higher because I, would have I really like some too. of those songs. Um, and then describing this album in one word, Sam, I'm going to describe this album in one word. And that one word is filters. Oh, I'm saying blues. Blues? Mm-hmm. That works. Very heavily blues. And very heavily filtered. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> All right, so Sam, we are finished with the questions. Yeah. What are we doing next? Well, I figured it out while you were asking me questions because my brain went, ah, shit, I was supposed to choose an album. But luckily, luckily I fell on something easy. You fell in Selmo on something I easy? I fell in Selmo on something easy, and it was almost a fill in Selmo project. Funny you brought that up, but it's not. Hilarious. Uh, yeah, very funny. We're going with a band that you you brought up a couple weeks ago that you said, I'm surprised you haven't chosen this Fingers yet. crossed Tommy Two-Tone. No, it is not Tommy Two-Tone. <laughs> we are listening to a band that begins with an A. You could have found them in the A thing when you were looking for Detroit artists, but they're not from Detroit. Alice in Chains. Oh, We're wow. Fucking it took doing a long time for this. <laughs> it took a very long time. And luckily, I had it in my back pocket for the time that I was like, oh, shit, I need to come up with something. Now, the hard part about this was choosing which album. Which album? Because there's a handful of albums that can I, I love. Can I guess? What are you going to guess? Jar of Flies. We are not doing Jar of Flies because okay. it's I'm me. I want some fucking heavy guitars in this thing. We're doing Facelift. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Boom. I almost chose the self-titled because it's one that you're not that familiar with. You're familiar with the songs on it because it was on Unplugged. But it's like got grind on it that's like the heavy version. It has the end where it's like, your weapon is guilt. Yeah, I don't like that part. Your weapon is guilt. Yeah, that's not for me. I really like them when they're bluesier. I love their Unplugged versions of songs. That was bluesy. Did you hear? Me? Did you not hear me go, but I also love Grind. I think it's a great song. <laughs> but we are going to not be listening to nope, the album. We're doing Facelift. It's got a lot of hits on it. It's going to be a lot of, uh, I assume, schmoozing over it and going, oh, I love this so much. Listen to his voice. It's so good. 
It sounds fun. Whatever. <laughs> we're going to have a good time. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Well, we're going to get out of here. We're going to yeah. go pride it up and eat some food. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited about food. Me I hope too. there's food there. <laughs> there has to be. There's a restaurant that's going to be one of the, the vendors. If there's not any what, food. What, what would they be vending? If there would be no food, they'd be pretty gay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I don't mean it. I'm an ally. I swear. Damn it. Bye. And I found out my baby is dead.